listen, man. Listen, man. Hey, listen now. I don't know how many of you people believe in astrology. Yeah, that's right. That's right, baby. I, I am a Sagittarius. The most philosophical of all the signs. But anyway, I don't believe in it. I think it's a bunch of bullshit myself. But I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. But I wanna have my kicks before the whole shithouse goes up in flames. Alright. Alright. The thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are solely those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Mike Erdenbeck. I'm Alex Gorley. And these are our soberless thoughts. Hello, everybody across the world, and welcome to yet another riveting edition of Soberless Thoughts. <laughs> That's right. Uh, tonight, we are going to be talking about something that I didn't even know was a fucking thing until uh, recently when I was. Just listening to one of my uh, far right wing racist podcasts, and uh, <laughs> they were bringing up some kind of controversy, and yeah. then the guy just off to the like as a throwaway comment said something about uh, just like Jim Morrison's death and all the conspiracies surrounding it, and da 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 da, and then goes on with. You kind of like how Alex Jones does when he's talking to Joe Rogan. You know yeah. what I mean? And I I was like, did I just did I just like I literally perked up my seat. Like, did I just hear what I think I just heard? Uh yeah. there's conspiracies surrounding Jim Morrison's death. What? So uh I looked it up and apparently, yes, yes, there is quite a bit. Uh <laughs> So <laughs> that's some of the things that we're going to be going over tonight. But first, in honor of Jim Morrison and his uh, love for whiskey, specifically Jack Daniels. But I mean, the guy did not discriminate. He would drink whatever the fuck you put in front of him. Nice. Uh, we're going to drink some Jack Daniels tonight. Jack Daniels whiskey is Tennessee whiskey, not bourbon. Um, yeah, I had to say it from bourbon country. You almost have to say it. See, Jack Daniels whiskey. I feel like it's one of the most popular whiskeys. Um, it is, uh, it's definitely one of the most iconic ones, especially for rock stars. Like, you, you know, getting a bottle of Jack, right? Old number seven. So it's, uh, you know, it is a sour mass whiskey. It is uh, 40% alcohol, 80 proof. I got to be honest. I went a little bit on the, uh, uh, as best I could say, bitch boy side of things. I had a little bit of Jack Daniels apple left over. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting mine with a little bit of frills with it. Um, but they, I mean, honestly, anybody that drinks whiskey will tell you it's pretty much a bourbon. The only reason they can't call it that is because they use a charcoal filter, but that's also what makes it kind of smooth. Mm. Yeah, that's like for all the bourbon aficionados. That's why, like, bourbon doesn't have to be made in Kentucky, just the United States to be a bourbon, but 
they use a charcoal filter, which they argue gives it extra flavor. But yeah. does it really? So, I don't know. I mean, does it really though? Yeah. And for anyone that argues like, but Jack Daniels is bourbon. I'll be like, you look on that bottle and you tell me if you can find the word bourbon on it. Uh, I know it's does, like, it specifically says Tennessee whiskey. That's right. Since you're drinking that type of Jack Daniels, I'm drinking my Jack Daniels mixed with some Dr. Pepper. I am drinking mine straight up in a shot glass because like I said, it was like an airplane bottle and I'm just going to chug it to the face. I did. I do have some Tennessee honey, uh, Jack mm. Daniels left over yeah. that are in airplane bottles that I could have, I could have took shots of, but I yeah. feel like I'm saving those for a snowy day. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. This was, this wasn't going anywhere. I just figured that eh, give me a reason to get rid of it. There we go. All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. You know, the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side, yeah. Chased our pleasures here, dug our treasures there. But can you still recall the time we cried? Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. fucking feel buddy i forgot how much bourbon or whiskey is in a airplane bottle <laughs> it's more in a shot for sure oh yeah it was like a mouthful i was like okay and there's the explosion in my stomach all right yeah, yeah. all right that feels fantastic in the gut. <laughs> 
that'll be great with the fried chicken I had for dinner. So, you know, ugh, gonna be a rough morning. <laughs> if you don't know, and apparently my wife did not know who Jim Morrison was. Yeah, I've, it makes me want to ask my wife and see what she says. And which I'm like, like, how, how did this happen? How did you make it through life? Yeah. <laughs> and not know. And then I said, okay, he's the lead singer of the doors. Do you know who the doors are? No clue. No, <laughs> no clue. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Step away from the boy band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Jim Morrison, obviously, mm-hmm. lead singer of The Doors. Yep. Uh, member of the 27 Club, which we've yep. talked about briefly on here. Yeah. Died, uh, like I said, at age 27 in Paris in a, in a bathtub. And supposedly, according to the uh, doctor that signed his death certificate of a heart attack. Due to excessive uh, alcohol consumption. Now, I got something to say to that. So, in recent years, in recent COVID years and all that good stuff, I didn't, I learned something about doctors and death certificates. And this is what it is, right? And it actually also was brought up because my uncle died at a young age. Uh, He, I think he was maybe like 47 48 like that's young you know for you know the middle-aged man but uh they and it what was weird was like he he basically woke up one morning he went went into the kitchen got some food ate it sat down like turn on the tv in his room and then they just somebody goes it got really quiet and they went to go like go see what's up with them because he hadn't been out for like an hour or two and he was just dead. Oh shit. And you know, the police officers didn't anything, didn't like this is the weird part. They didn't assume anything out of the ordinary. They just go, he just died. And because of that, they didn't order an autopsy. Granted, the people like the family, uh, us actually, his his wife and stuff. Really, it was one of those things where that this is the part that it really focused on was like he they they basically just wrote it was probably heart failure, but heart failure can mean so many things. Oh yeah, um, and it basically because like you know when in doubt it's kind of like that and that's where that's the point i'm getting at with this like i it sucks that that happened and you know it always is terrible to hear when somebody that young passes away but if like they have no clue unless they do like an autopsy to really focus in on it but if there is no like reason to unless you just really want to know or if like you know if if the police basically if the police suspect like foul play at all they'll order autopsy and they'll pay for it but if they don't then the family has to pay for it and it's like an extra i don't know i know as i think my mom told me like in like 1980 uh it costs like three grand so there's no telling how much it would cost today just to figure out why you know what i'm saying yeah so the reason i bring that up is because you know so that happened and then uh, 
basically like during like COVID in the midst of it, a lot of people were having um, like COVID deaths or COVID related deaths. But then there was a lot of dispute between if it was COVID or if it was something else. And then it's, it's the same kind of mindset. It's like, if let's say I had a brain aneurysm, right. And my brain aneurysm went off in my brain. Well, if they didn't know that went off, they would just write heart failure. But it's also it, but because basically it's not, it's not not true. Without my brain function, my heart doesn't know to pump. So they'll just write cardiac arrest or whatever, heart failure. Right. Yeah. But if they actually did like, you know, like went in deeper, they'd go, oh, it was that. Um, so it's, it's kind of one of those things that's like, it's like a go-to because it's always true because with whatever, with, with whatever function happened, um, you know, it like, if it's not there to tell the heart to beep, like then your heart stops. I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there as like, it could be other things. And I'm sure we're going to get into that, but Oh yeah, it could be other things, and you're right. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, the whatever the doctor says, the cause was it could be just that doctor saying some shit or whatever. Like with the yeah. COVID thing, like my mom or my grandma, she her death certificate says COVID nineteen, but she yeah literally choked on her chicken that she was eating for dinner and choked to death. Damn, and that's how she died. But the nursing home put COVID nineteen, yeah, because the money, <laughs> basically, yeah. because they get paid for that. So I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be anything, like any reason. And we we will we'll go into the reasons, the different reasons that people suspect, yeah, uh, as to why and what actually happened. Um, so just to give a little bit of a background, though, first on Jim Morrison, the man. And not the myth and legend, but the actual guy. Uh, dude was a fucking genius. Did yeah. you know this? I feel like I've heard that. Like legit score of 149 genius. Damn. Yes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the reason I bring that and the reason I bring that up is because it's a cool, interesting fact about Jim Morrison, but also yeah. because uh, I had Alex and I do uh IQ tests today to see yeah. how we stack up to the great and powerful Jim Morrison. So Alex, uh, without further ado, please give us your IQ score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, <laughs> I know this is totally believable. Um, I mean, it, 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 I, I'm going to say at least like 115, 120. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the, uh, like, I think I had it looked up once. What like, is, so the, the average was like 190 to 109 and then 110 to 190. Or 109. Then 110 to one. Are you, are you talking about the grand scale or like 
like oh, here we go. Aver- average got above it. average. I got it here. 40 to 54 is moderately impaired or delayed. <laughs> 55 to 69 is mildly impaired or delayed. Okay. 70 to 79 is borderline impaired or delayed. 80 to 89 is low average. 90 to 109 is average. 110 to 119 is high average. 120 to 129 is superior. 130 to 140 is gifted or very advanced. And 41 or more is very gifted or highly advanced. Yeah. So he was definitely in the uh, very gifted or highly advanced category. Nice. You are in the high average category. Yeah. Uh, Mike Michael Odenbeck scored this today. Michael Odenbeck, 131. Okay. 131. Good for you. That makes me a genius. (laughs) (laughs) That means I am the the second to highest... uh, level there gifted or very advanced nice and uh that means that means i'm a genius and uh How was that? everybody should have yeah arnold schwarzenegger has a iq of 130 by the way yeah well i'm smarter than arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah uh, you were saying when you did the IQ test, you said that you did it in like 70, like faster than 72% of whatever it's. Uh, I did it faster than 74%. So, yeah. like the IQ test, <laughs> I'll be honest with the, the, the listeners. So, the one he took today, I was doing it, but I couldn't bring myself to and it like made you like drop a little bit of cash at the end of it. And I was like, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and part of it was I'm so paranoid about putting my credit card on websites I don't trust. Like it did give you an option for PayPal, and I was like, mm, I could do PayPal. I was That's actually, what I did. I was actually debating as we were sitting yeah. here talking, like, should I just hit it? Because now I'm curious. Because I felt like I did really well on that, considering yeah. I was doing it at stoplights as I was doing it on my way home. I was surprised I, at how easy it was. Yeah, that, like. I, I I think it when I finished it, it said I did it faster than eighty nine percent of the people. Nice. That's what it said. Yeah, but like I was actually like not driving, focused. sitting there focused. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh, bloop, 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 and I had like you know seventeen minutes left on the test or whatever, and I'm like, and that's yeah. it, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I had like. A- I think I had 11, maybe 12. See, but here's the thing. Like, I've had, like, a legit, um, like, almost, I, I want to say, like, a semi-IQ test. I had it. I, think, I don't know if I talked about this on here or not, but when I was in high school, my parents decided to test me for dyslexia, lexdexia, uh, my last semester of my senior year of high school. <laughs> and they, And they also didn't tell me that they had done it. So just one day I get pulled out of class and I go in a, like a, a small room with some lady, I don't know. And she goes, you're going to take these tests. And I'm like, okay. And then she goes, we're testing you for this, this, and this. I'm like, 
why? Like, I'm literally graduating. Like, there's no reason for this, but it was like a, eh, let's just see. But it was like the beginning. It wasn't like a true. It was like, it was like the first test to decide decipher your physical or your mental abilities, right? Right. So I, I do all this like reading comprehension, which I suck at it, and grammar and all that. And then at the same time, they're also giving me an IQ test. So it's like I'm doing reading comprehension on top of doing this like abstract thinking. And the lady uh, ends up telling my parents, like, look, like he, he has a mild form of dyslexia. Newsflash for everybody. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever, dude, my wife, it drives my wife crazy because I'll be walking down, like we'll be driving and I'll see a sign that I haven't seen before. And I'm going to go, I'm going to be a dad and I'm just going to read that shit out loud. And when I do like, and I look away, she goes, that's not what that said. <laughs> then I look back at it and I go, oh fuck, that isn't what it said. Yeah. Cause yeah. I heard what I said and that doesn't make sense at all. Right. Um, but the lady who took that test, who was administrating, she goes, yeah, it's, she goes, it's crazy. He's made it this far without ever having any kind of help or anything, but he has a above average IQ. And I would say that has leveled him out. Like he's figured out ways to learn different than the other kids and worked within the confines of the education system. Right. Yeah. Which is true. Like every book report I ever did, there's probably a movie out or a book on tape. I intentionally did all my uh, book reports on books on tape right. or movies. Yeah. God, if only there was Audible back then, right? Dude, I w- straight A student. I would have yeah. been. Yeah. That's what uh, I, I'm going to be honest none of his teachers listen to this podcast but that's what my son does like all of his like books that he has to read yeah. like they're all on audible every one of them of so course just, every book is yeah. on audible just so about. he just listens to them on audible and because he has uh he has difficulties reading and mm-hmm. like and that's what he does and he and then his comprehension that's what he has problems with his reading comprehension and uh but if he listens to it, he comprehends everything and he doesn't forget a, a single bit of it. That's and, funny. Uh, because that's exactly how I got through school. Yeah. It, and yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm wired that way. I dude, I had a, uh, I know we're getting a little off topic, but I had a, uh, I got kicked out of college because of my terrible grades and drinking. Um, and then, I came back after being on probation on super secret probation, like an animal house. And, uh, they decided like, once you did that, like once you got kicked out and came back, you had to take certain classes. And one of them was, um, college level learning and practices or something like that. And it basically taught you how to study in college and it was a requirement. And like, so it was funny as the best class ever, because you go in there and you look at everybody and you realize Everyone in this class is a fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of them. And then you just look around going, these are my, these are my people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I'm home. She, uh, yeah, basically <laughs> dude. And they were too. I mean, you could tell like this half was all pot smokers. This half heavy drinkers, you know, uh, like all the whores are in the back. Like it was great. 
favorite class ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, but no, uh, but one of the things that she did that I thought was so interesting is that she made us watch a video clip of Le- it was lethal weapon like three or something. And it was some scene where they're walking across the street and there's a bunch of stuff going on. It's very chaotic and they're talking at the same time and they go and she goes, I want you to catalog or, or like tell me what is going on. Right. And then she has, everyone does this, right? Like we watch it, then we write it down. And then she goes, what did you all witness? And then like this one girl goes, they're walking. There's a guy in the background with a, like a jackhammer. There's two of them. One of them's doing this while holding a clipboard and one's like jackhammering. And then someone else said something very similar to it. And then like, she goes, does anybody else have anything different than that? Then I raised my hand. She goes, what do you have? And I go, I literally had memorized their dialogue and I go, well, Mel Gibson said this, and then he said this, and he said, well, that's not going to happen because this, and he said, I'm getting too old for this shit, and then da-da-da-da, and they're walking along the street, and there's a jackhammer in the background. But my my descriptive of like the visual was very vague, but the dialogue was like almost like photogenic, if I can put it as such. And she goes, and she like goes, all right, everyone, stop what you're doing. Do you all realize what just happened? And everyone's like, what? Well, what's going on? They're like, these two people have completely different ways of learning. She's talking about what she saw, and he's talking about what they heard. And then yeah. she, then, we, then we got into the discussion of like, is that how you learn? I was like, oh, yeah, I have to. I was like, I can't trust everything I see. And I told her, I was like, because I'm mildly dyslexic. So like reading, it might not be the truth. <laughs> it lies to me quite often and i get caught in it so i have to rely on my here she was like so you do better when you're in class i'm like yes i have to be in class if i don't go to class i don't pass the class right and then uh yeah and then it was just like one of those learning moments i'm like wow we're all different but we're all the same (laughs) um That's what uh, every transgender person has been trying to say for years. I know, right? Come on now. Come on now. Jim Morrison, genius. Uh, so he went to Florida University. Okay. Nice. And uh, basically played the role of a bum, even though his dad was like the head motherfucker in the military. Did you know that? I did not. George Morrison was a rear admiral in the Navy who was in charge of the ship that started the Vietnam War. He was the head guy in charge of the ship in the Gulf of Tonkin that was supposedly attacked by the Vietnamese that started the Vietnam War. He was that guy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Dude. So, uh, so yeah, his dad uh was uh quite the quite the guy in the military. Uh maybe even CIA, some people say, because of the whole because you later you find out that the whole Gulf of Tonkin thing was all bullshit. 
right? Yeah. They, they say that they attacked their ship. And then when later on, when they go to like, you know, inspect the damage, they find one bullet hole, one bullet hole. And supposedly they launched rockets at them and threw all kinds of shit, tornit, torpedoes and all kinds of shit at them. No, yeah. one bullet hole, which somebody could have just shot with a pistol like, bloop. all right, look, see, we were attacked. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, so that was his daddy. And wow. uh, su- supposedly he had uh, daddy issues and was uh, because his dad was who he was, was very rebellious and wanted to um, basically just act out against all his dad's shit all the time, right? Yeah. So, of course, his dad was trying to control his boy and would uh, just lay into him like fucking full metal jacket type shit. Like, Damn. Yeah, like, I'm in, like, right in front of company at the house and stuff, too. Like, just totally fucking delousing verbally in front of everybody and make him feel like a piece of shit. And uh, supposedly, now this has been, this is uh, just the words of Jim Morrison. So it hasn't been uh, confirmed. It hasn't been confirmed by anybody else, but supposedly his dad even like sexually assaulted him and shit too when he was younger. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, so he was a real fuck. He was a real fuck. Yeah. Sounds um, like it. So anyways, Jim Morrison ends up going to uh, Florida University and he actually uh, was never into music, but was really into like theater and uh, making movies like he wanted to be a film director. Yeah. And he decided that Florida wasn't really the place to do that, but he wanted to go to California to LA and uh, go to UCLA to the film school there. And his parents are like, fuck no, <laughs> like you're not <laughs> going to, you're not going to fucking California. And he's yeah. like, I'm California dreaming, baby. I'm going. And, uh, and he said, basically that's it. Fuck you. I'm leaving. And he like cashed in a fucking bond or some shit that he had and yeah. just, took off to California, right? Enrolled in UCLA, uh, started going to school for, uh, to be a videographer and director and all that type of shit. Uh, graduated and found himself on a beach in Venice. They call it Venice beach. Yeah. And was just chilled out in the sand. And uh, this dude who he was in class with at UCLA comes walking over to him like, Jim, is that you? He's like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, "Uh, what are you doing, man? He's like, I'm like just chilling. And I'm like living in this guy's attic and, uh, but I can't concentrate on anything because I have like this fucking concert going on inside my head constantly. 
And uh, the guy's like, really? And he's like, yeah, man. And he's like, I, I can't even, it's all like, it's all that my brain is doing right now. And he's like, well, sing me one of the songs. So he literally sang him one of the songs that's on the first album, the first Doors album. And wow. uh, yeah, and was and the guy is listening, and he ended up becoming also one of the band members. And uh, they together they put together the Doors. But like he's like listening to him just like singing the song and right just laying there in the sand and was like, "Holy shit, dude!" He actually had a band and they were looking for a lead singer at the time. Nice. So he's like, I dude, I, I dig your voice. You're fucking a beautiful man. You're so beautiful. And, <laughs> uh, and I like what you got going on here. Come be, come be the lead singer of my band. And, uh, so he's like, all right, let's do this. And they started the doors and actually they got the name of the doors because the guy asked Jim Morrison one day, he's like, Hey, you got any ideas for a name of the band? And he's like, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I just feel like it should be called the doors. He's like groovy. Let's call it that. And that was it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's the entire backstory <laughs> <laughs> I love backstories like that yeah it's like we thought it'd be cool if we did this so we did that and yeah yeah we did it so so that's what happened man first album The Doors is released in 1965 okay they uh yeah. they started recording they recorded for six fucking days if you know anything yeah. about recording albums, that's like no time at all. That's insane. Yeah. Like no time at all. Dude, in four years, or no, it was seven years. No, five years. God damn. In five years, they released six albums. Six albums in five damn. years. Yes. That's insane. Yes. Jim Morrison was unknown and was only famous for seven years before he died. I mean, that's a good amount of time. I mean, in, in fame years, oh, no, six years, six years, he was famous for six years before he died. Yeah. So the first album came out in 65 and, uh, they blew up, they blew off the charts instantly and he died in 71. Wow. Yeah. So six years from obscurity to death, supposedly. Yeah. All right. So we'll get into the conspiracies around Jim Morrison's death now. Okay. Okay. Oh, also, also side note, uh, while I was talking about how he had like this concert going on in his head, literally the first two doors albums are the songs that, he just jotted down that day talking to that guy about what the songs were that were going on in his head. Oh shit. Yeah. Fucking genius dude. And like I said before, prior to this, absolutely zero interest in music at all. None. 
and it's crazy. He's like, I can't study because I got a concert in my head. Like that's such a wild thing to say. Yeah. Well, he was he was out of school. He'd already graduated. He just said he couldn't focus on anything else. Yeah. Like so, he's just like laying in the sand because he's just like, I can't even think about anything else. It's just this music in my head. And then yeah. he said he'd forget the he'd forget the melody, but he could remember the lyrics. And then sometimes he'd forget the lyrics still like he'd forget some of the lyrics, but he could remember the melody of that song. And then they just keep going back and forth. And then so he, they like between him and the other band members, they just start writing everything down as it came back to him. And it, like literally music from God. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's like, it's literally like, like the skies opened up and was like, ha, 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 ha. or is it from the devil? I mean, depends on who you talk to. Right. I'll tell you what, Bobby Boucher's mom would think this is the devil's music. Uh, yeah. Well, it was. Um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So now let's cut to the end. July 3rd, 1971, Paris, France. Jim and his uh, longtime girlfriend, Pamela, go to this nightclub in Paris. Party ended up. Uh, he feels like he's kind of wasted, so they decide this is the official story. So they decide to come home back to the apartment that they're staying in. Yeah. Um, and he decides he's going to get a bath, a nice warm bath that just kind of relax into the night. Uh, goes upstairs, gets in the bath, and Sometime later, she doesn't hear from him. He isn't coming down or anything. So she goes up to check on him and finds him dead in the bathtub. Damn. She freaks out, calls a doctor who had previously been at their house for an unknown reason just days prior. That doctor checks him out pronounces him dead on scene and is the same doctor that fills out his death certificate. And within a day and a half, he is out of the morgue in a sealed casket, sealed closed casket and ready for burial. Almost instantly. Yeah. Pamela calls his manager in the United States in California and tells him, hey, uh, Jim died freaking out right the night it happened. He says, don't touch anything. I'm flying to France. Right? Yeah. By the time he gets there, I mean, instantly gets on a plane, flies to France. By the time he gets there, Jim's already in a casket sealed in a sealed casket. That's wild. So here's so here's some of the crazy shit about about that specifically, okay? Yeah. When the when the coroner came and took him out of the out of the uh, bathtub, 
the coroner's office was it was like a Friday night overnight okay well they're yep. not open on the weekend so they like literally had him on ice and then until the coroner could come in specifically just for him on Sunday or no I think it was late Saturday night he finally came in came in put him in the casket in the coroner's office sealed the casket and then on Sunday buried him this is the end beautiful friend this is the end my only friend the end of our Safety or surprise the end I'll never look into your eyes again Can you picture what will be So limitless and free Desperate Some strangers have in a desperate
That's like almost instantaneously. Like and no kidding. Like you're not even cold yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so here's some of the here's some of the funny facts about the whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh the doctor who came and pronounced him dead and signed the death certificate, nobody knows who that is. Nobody's heard of this person and nobody could track him down or find him or find a doctor's license or anything for this guy. Really? Like nothing. Zero information on this doctor at all. Some say, some think that he doesn't even exist. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first funny fact. Yeah. Yeah. The second funny fact is supposedly Jim had been in this bathtub for hours and hours before an ambulance was even called and they got there. Well, supposedly from uh, reports from the ambulance, from the EMS guys, that the bathtub was still steaming that hot when they got there. Well, they think they cooked him alive or something. Well, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense for there to be bathwater sitting for that long for hours and hours, and it's still to be that hot. So you're saying that something shady happened? They threw his ass in the bathtub. Maybe, maybe yeah. that's one of the that's one of the things that we're going to go into. Okay. And then, so here's another funny fact: the cemetery that they buried him in immediately is a very famous cemetery on the outskirts of Paris where Oscar Wilde is buried and a bunch of other really famous people. Mm -hmm. And the thing about this cemetery is, is you rent spaces. Okay. You can rent a space to be buried in for a year, 10 years, 30 years, or indefinitely. And a lot of people that are buried there will like they would they would rent a space like say let's say you rented a space for 30 years okay and yeah. you're buried there and a, a lot of families would dig the hole like 12 feet deep instead of six feet deep and then they would just throw multiple family members into the same grave mm. well once that 30 years is up say your parents died you want them buried there you pay for the 30 years that 30 years is up 
you don't want to pay the fee for the whatever the burial is or whatever the cemetery fee is. They will literally dig them up right out of their grave. They will take the bones, put all the bones, just pile them up into a box and basically just shove them into a fucking storage bin somewhere like a storage shed. And then they'll sit in that storage shed until they're, it's their time. And then they'll go get like basically incinerated in the dust and then they'll put it, be put into a smaller box and then they'll be put into yet another second storage area and just a box. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? In the box. Um, you would think they just like, I don't know, dust the ashes out into the world after the incineration. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would want anyways. Yeah. But, uh, so Jim Morrison, well, his plot was paid for indefinitely. And the other thing about this cemetery is there, they, uh, do not allow people to be dug back up for, uh, autopsies. Yeah. For autopsy. What's that called? A, uh, ah, damn, I forgot the term now alcohol yeah when they dig them back up to like do yeah do autopsy stuff like that exhume yeah exhumed there you go exhumed is not allowed in the cemetery so okay so they immediately bury him in the one and indefinitely pay indefinitely to have him buried in the one place that he could never be exhumed from okay in interesting and another uh funny fact is that they also signed his death certificate and his like stone where he's buried have the wrong name what yeah instead of it saying james douglas morrison it says douglas james morrison is the thing people are just like ah they'll forget about him I don't know what I don't know what the deal with that is, but it was yeah. the it was the quote unquote doctor who signed his death certificate, and then that's what the cemetery went off of was his death certificate, and the, and the doctor put Douglas James Morrison. Makes you think if Jim Morrison's even buried there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like Elvis, he's still alive. <laughs> All right. So here's some of the here's some of the conspiracies, right? All right, let's hear it. Some people think that Jim Morrison died of a heroin overdose and not alcoholism. And he died in the bathroom of the nightclub that him and Pamela were in. Pamela, by the way, was a big time heroin head and died three years later of heroin overdose herself. Damn. And here's here's why people think that this is what happened is because uh, one, there was multiple witnesses at the nightclub who said that they saw Jim Morrison being carried out of the nightclub by a couple of guys being followed by Pamela Two, that night. The DJ at the nightclub announced to the crowd that Jim Morrison had died at like 12 or one o'clock in the morning, even though Pamela didn't call the nine one one until like five or six in the morning. Damn. Okay. (laughs) So they think that he did heroin 
overdosed on it in the bathroom. They literally, the guys who were in there with him, like literally just freaked the fuck out because this is rock god Jim Morrison mm-hmm. has just OD'd in our fucking bathroom on the heroin that we just gave him. Yeah. So they carry him out of the club, take him back to the apartment, and they throw him into a uh, ice bath to try and shock him out of the overdose is what they think they did. And when that didn't work and he finally died, they drained the ice water out and filled it back up with hot water before the EMTs got there to make it look like that's where he had died. Yeah. To cover up the heroin overdose. What do you think about that conspiracy? I feel like that's, it's doable for sure. And a heroin was not probably looked upon very well. I mean, you know, jazz musicians and stuff like that always died from heroin overdose. It just seems a little weird on the instance that like, I don't know, like why the mystery of it all? That's where the one thing I'm having trouble wrapping my brain around. Like why go to the extent like he's dead? Are you trying to preserve his rock? Got him by like, no, I he think, didn't do heroin. I think they're trying to save their own asses, like cover their own asses because oh, she's, yeah, yeah. she's got heroin on her. Like the dude who was supplying him the heroin was like her dealer who she had been having like a side affair with, uh, like behind Jim's back with her yeah. heroin dealer for like the last three years, <laughs> which is another thing too. Like, Let's say he let's say he did die of heroin, okay? Okay. Well, he's he was known to do coke, first of all. Because he was an alcoholic and he would but he would need to stay awake after drinking to do like these gigs at night and shit. So yeah. after drinking all day. So he would do like a couple lines of blow to stay awake to do the shows. Well, some people think that uh, the guy who was Pamela's dealer and like side dude wanted to get rid of Jim basically gave him heroin, like highly concentrated heroin telling him that it was Coke. And then when he snorted the heroin, he like OD'd on it like crazy. Yeah. it It's the scene from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. At that point. Right. Yeah. So that's that's another possibility of something that could have happened. Yeah. Or he could have just, you know, got fucking drunk and had a heart attack and died in a tub. Yeah, I mean, if he's doing all these drugs, cocaine, heroin, all that, I guarantee you he's weakening his heart at that point. Well, that's another thing is they talk about his physical being and how in like six years he went from the guy that you see in the posters to this dude with this beard and this big beer belly and just overweight and like wobbling as he walks because he's already getting arthritis and shit at, you know, in his twenties. And, uh, it had to have done quite a number on his liver and everything else. You think about it and it's like, okay, so there's people like the guys from fucking rolling stones that are still out there. They did all this shit. It didn't yeah. it didn't kill them, you know. I don't know. I just I just don't buy the whole alcohol thing. 
I mean, unless he's drinking a shit ton every damn day. Yeah. Yeah. You got, yeah. You would have to. Yeah. Maybe he didn't die at all. There's that possibility. Yeah. Maybe they just filled the coffin with blocks of wood. Some people say sealed the coffin said, Oh, it's a sealed coffin. Can't look at it. Can't look at the body. Yeah. Hurry up, throw it in the ground. Now it's, it's in, it can't, it can't be exhumed. So it's there forever. And meanwhile, he goes off and Lee's lives in obscurity for the rest of his life. Here's one of the reasons. Here's some of the reasons why people think that this might've been the case. Okay. Uh, one, he's a genius. Okay. He's got an IQ of 149. So he's smart enough to know how to do this. Yeah. And he's been, he was like a prankster his whole life. He was always doing pranks like crazy ass pranks to people constantly. And he always talked about how fun it would be to fake his own death. <laughs> yeah. Like that was something that he talked about all the time. Then it seems like that could be a definitely possibility then. Like it's like, like, it's like, it's like a buddy that's going like, man, wouldn't it be crazy to rob a bank? And then like, he talks about it nonstop. And then one day someone robs the local bank and you're like, uh, was that you? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Kind of like how we talk about planning a murder and starting our own religion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven When you're down, when you're strange Faces come out of the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're strange People are strange when you're a stranger, faces look ugly When you're alone, women seem wicked When you're unwanted, streets are uneven When you're down
So another reason why people think that he might have tried to fake his own death is because uh, he de- he never uh, did heroin in the United States. But they think that maybe he went over to uh, Paris, which was like the center of heroin in the world. It was like the epa of fucking heroin, right? At that time. Yeah. And uh, tried it, almost overdosed on it. Like maybe that whole scenario that happened at the nightclub actually happened. But when they threw him in a tub, Mikey, he did come out of it. He did. It did shock him out of it. And he was like, he was like, holy fuck. Like I legit almost died. (laughs) Like, like, I got to get away from this shit. Like, I'm going to kill myself doing this yeah. shit. And so he's like, the only way I can think of to get away and just not even be looked at or looked for anymore is to just act like I died. Some people think that that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, other people think that he might have tried to fake his own death because two other rock stars, rock gods, had also just died. At the age of 27, just prior to this, Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin. I knew that's who you were going to say. Okay. And they're, and like the three of them are like basically the face of anti government at this point in time right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, and it was a very prevalent rumor going around the industry that just maybe they were actually taken out by the CIA and this whole like, or basically the government in general, it could have been CIA, FBI, whatever. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, you know, drank and then took a bunch of sleeping pills and that, and that's why he died. Well, maybe he was actually poisoned by the guys in the back of the ambulance and that's how he died. Maybe they were, maybe they were spooks. And they killed him in the back of that ambulance. What if it's the same guys? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The hitmen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyways, people think that, okay, maybe he's like with his dad, knowing who his dad is, maybe his dad gave him some kind of a heads up. Like, hey, they're coming for you next. And he's like, motherfuck. All right. And so he fakes his own death to get to basically prevent his own death at the hands of the United States government. I'm sitting there going like, where do you think he went? Like, do you think he went to like a third world country? You think he like went down to Argentina? Like, well, some people say that they've seen him in New York. Yeah. They've said the this homeless guy that was like, given fucking recitals of poetry on the side of the street was him but a lot of people looked into it and they don't think that that was actually him and then yeah. this this bum that was like had lupus and was like all acting crazy they thought that maybe he was him but it turned out he wasn't him but uh here the last few years this guy in uh Oregon came forward And he lives on this big, like, fucking ranch out in Oregon. And 
I think his name's uh, William J. Lyons. Okay. Okay. And looks identical to an older Jim Morrison. Oh. I mean, like, if you put a face-to-face comparison and, like, or, like, aged him, he looks identical. Or you look at older pictures of this William guy mm-hmm. going back, like, through the 90s and 80s, identical, identical to Jim Morrison. Man. Okay? Yeah. So, anyways, uh, he basically comes forward when Jim Morrison's actual mother passes away. And it's like, hey, I've been living basically in obscurity on this ranch out in Oregon all these years, but I'm going to come forward now. I'm Jim Morrison. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they're like looking at him like, holy fuck. All right. He even renames his ranch the Jim Morrison Ranch. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So... Then his wife, this guy's wife comes forward and is like, yeah, everything that he said, he's fucking lying. That's bullshit. He's a liar. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. So he divorced the wife, like get the fuck out of here and continues to say to this day that, yeah, I am Jim Morrison. And uh, yeah, man. So he's like, he's like the highest contender for who could, if he, if like, if that story that he lived and faked his own death is true, like he's basically like, this is the guy who they think that he could be. Yeah. How old are, do you have when Jim Morrison was born? Yeah. He was born, uh, 1943, 43. Damn. So in 2000, he would have been 57. So, 78 yeah yep he would be about he'd be about to be turning 78 uh, that's doable yeah because his birthday is in december that's definitely doable yeah and when this guy came forward it was back in uh the late 90s is when he came forward originally Hmm. yeah so at that time he was only in his 50s and the guy, I mean, if you look at pictures, I'm telling you, man, if you look at pictures of this, this William Lyons guy and his middle name, Jay stands for James, right? Of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you can call me, uh, call me Billy or you can call me Jimmy or Jim, whatever. <laughs> Jimmy, Jim, Jim. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Number one, but, um, I mean, it makes sense if he was tired of the limelight and, you know, the fact that like everything revolving his um his death about like you know like you can't resume the body you it like once you're like everything was set up immediately the fast pass to burial definitely kind of screams that kind of thing so of all the the multitudes of uh, different things that could have happened. What do you think did happen? I can be honest. I actually could see him faking his old death and then living out his years. Like for a guy that's that smart, it's weird. I see the the opposite ends. I could see him being 
the guy that, you know, he could live forever. He, especially at the company you keep, right? Like if all your buddies are doing this, you're probably doing it too. So if he's hanging out with that girl, she's doing, she's a heroin head. You could start doing it, you know, that kind of thing. And then just one night, not see, but here's the weird thing about heroin. Okay. Here's what I know about it is most people that OD on heroin are usually, this is usually sometimes it's just people that don't have any restrictive. I don't know. They just, they don't know their own, I don't boundaries or they just keep pushing it. Like that's one side of it where they just like are so addictive. They're just like, ah, just more, more, more. Right. So that's one way of doing it, which he could have been that way. But most times that I've read like heroin users, what will happen is they will do heroin and they'll do like, you know, every time they have to do just a little bit more. So like, you know, they do like, I don't know, I'm making this up, but like, let's just say 20 milliliters or whatever you want to call it. Like I got to get high with 20 milliliters. I keep doing it and keep doing it. Well, after a while I get used to it very quickly. Well, then you start bumping it up. Like I'm going to do 30. Then I'm going to do 40. Then I'll do 50. And then what happens is someone that gets so strung out, they're doing like an insane amount of heroin. And then one day they go, I'm doing too much. And then they actually stop. Right. And then they go cold Turkey and they give it all up and which is nice and great. But what happens is, when they go back to doing heroin, they try to do the amount they used to do to get that high back, but their body's not used to that much anymore. And they haven't, they don't have a tolerance. So they, then they try to load up that old amount and then it just ends up killing them. And it's like a shock to the system. So, but if he's doing it and maybe he, like I said, he's got an addictive personality, obviously, uh, seems like an interesting way, especially like if she, if he's with a person that is an avid heroin user, you would think they would have the wherewithal to like, maybe you shouldn't do that much. Hey, ease oh, yeah. back on that, like yeah, be sure. almost like a monitor. So yeah, maybe, maybe my holes are getting poked in that one a little bit. Yeah. I'm faking his old death is my favorite. I have to say, dude, I think the whole going to Paris thing was all set up. Yeah. I think maybe even being with Pamela, maybe even that relationship was a setup. Mm, that's smart, huh? Yeah. Because, yeah, because listen to this, dude, <laughs> I know, I know people who are that smart that, that uh, are thinking like that many chess moves in advance, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to fake my own death. I'm going to set up this doctor in, in Paris, France. I know the cemetery where Oscar Wilde's buried, where they refuse to exhume people. Okay. All I yeah. got to do is get me in a fucking casket and then go out the back door, fill that casket with what the fuck ever, seal that casket, put it in the ground in the cemetery, and that's it. Done deal. Yeah. It's over with. Right. How do I get to that point, though? I got this bitch who I know is fucking cheating on me with this fucking heroin dealer. Okay. He had to have known he's not a dumb guy. Yeah. 
right? So he had to have known that she was cheating on him for three fucking years with this heroin dealer, okay? Yeah. Who's getting her all strung out on heroin. So I'm going to take her to Paris. I'm going to take both of them. I'm going to take both of them to Paris with me, okay? And as soon as I get over there, I'm going to set up an apartment, get it all laid out right. Then I'm going to wait until Friday night when I know that nobody's going to be in the fucking coroner's office. Lay the whole thing out like it just fucking happened. I'm going to actually fake it myself so that this bitch thinks that I actually died, right? Because she's all strung out, so she ain't going to be able to keep a fucking lie to to save herself, right? Yeah, and till the day that she died, three day, three years later, of her own heroin overdose, she was very adamant that he had died in that in that tub. Right? Supposedly, when the EMTs got there, he's laying there in the hot bathtub with a big ass smile on his face, with his eyes closed, like he's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking that. They gave him some kind of like that doctor was the first one there before the EMTs, right? Yeah. I'm thinking that doctor got there, injected him with something that slowed his heart rate down to where it was like next to nothing. They thought that he was dead. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's possible. We've heard of people being buried alive and shit with this fucking drug in them, right? Yes. So the doctor intentionally gives him this shit. And then signs his death certificate and all that shit right there in the fucking apartment. <laughs> okay. Leaves. Well, no, actually, he like pronounces him dead there when the EMTs show up. He goes with them to the coroner's office. He's the only one in the coroner's office. Okay. Puts him in the casket. They he has a casket brought into the coroner's office seals the casket signs the death certificate and everything there before anybody else comes into the coroner's office by the time they come in he's in the casket already with it sealed done and they have this fucking prepaid this fucking cemetery to have an indefinite burial site and that's it the next day literally the next day he's put into the ground and that's it what if it's something as simple as like that cemetery was going under because people weren't going to go see Oscar Wilde's grave anymore? Like we need someone else. Ah, oh, dude, that place is packed. Like there's people there all the time before then even. Oh, I'm sure. It's like one of the most popular cemeteries in Europe or some shit. Oh, nice. So, uh, anyways, that's what I think it was. I think it was like a whole fucking... 27 moves ahead like he had the whole goddamn thing planned out from brand all of them to Paris with him to mm-hmm. all of that and then of course the doctor is a myth as a complete mystery like doesn't exist in real life mm-hmm. right so it, that could have been one of his dad's CIA spooks mm, yeah right got it all set up paperwork done in and out and then he could and then 
this fucking dude that I was just talking about, this William guy, could have been paid just to come out and make a scene or whatever to distract from where he's really in, you know, like uh, uh, just totally living in obscurity and will never come out and show his face. Yeah. Like the Witness Protection Program has a completely different name, different look. Like the whole nine has a whole family, kids, grandkids, the whole nine. Yeah. You know? In fucking Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Where's 23 and me when you need them? Right. Uh, that's what I think. That's yeah. what I think happened. That's, that's solid. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> or he was abducted by aliens. You know? Uh, I mean, yeah. They basically made him their king. He took over. Um, and then well, he does consider himself the lizard king. So that's right. This is going to be sad, but do you remember the movie Banger Sisters? Uh, I don't think I watched that documentary, but I have to look it up. <laughs> no, it had Goldie Hawn and uh, oh, what's her nuts? But anyway, they were groupies back in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. And they, and they slept with nothing but rock stars. It was these two women. And essentially, like one of them is still trying to live the glory days, like being a bartender in a rock bar and all that. But she's like aged and old. And the other one's like a mom with kids. And they end up meeting up with each other and they have like these matching tattoos. And like there's a scene where they, they went down and they found they had an old shoebox and had essentially was a shoebox full of dick pics of rock stars. Oh shit. And they're looking at him like, look, that's, that's uh, I don't know. Like this is John Lennon and this is fucking Jim Morrison and this is fucking slash. And it's just like all this crazy shit. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those movies where it's just, <laughs> I, I just, I'll never forget that because there was a scene where, like the mother one who is like a hundred percent like suburban mother and they her kids and her even their husband her husband's kind of like teasing her and she goes yeah if we even took you to a concert you would just sit there and clutch your bag and worry about everything right and they're teasing her and then like her friend was like first of all your mother was one of the coolest people that ever walked the earth and da 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 and then they look at her and they say something kind of smart assy. And the mom like gets up, grabs a bottle of wine and points at the other girl's tattoo. It was like, you see this tattoo? You want to know why it has it? Because Jim always said he was the lizard king. It was like a tattoo of a lizard with a crown on it. I don't know why. That's like one of those, like, what's a scene that lives rent free in your head? That's one of them. Every time yeah. I hear about Jim Morris and the lizard king, as I see, Susan, is it Susan Sarandon? I don't remember. But yeah, <laughs> I swear every damn time. Banger sisters. Banger sisters. Uh, banger sisters. The banger sisters. Yeah, right there. It is 2002, baby. Um, yeah. Yeah. Goldie Hawn and Susan Sarandon. And Goldie Hawn is like the wild card ex- 
uh, bartender and Susan Strandon's like the motherly one. And they basically like, you know, reconnect after years and years. <laughs> and basically they were groupies that just like ra- got railed by all these rock stars. And yeah. it's so funny that movie. Cause like the husband has such a weird, like, like, what would you do? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it kind of puts you in that perspective. Like, like it's kind of cool that your wife knows all these rock stars, but at the same time, you're like, she got destroyed by all these rock stars. Yeah. It's like, damn, I thought that was what they look like. I thought that was what they all look like. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, right. They we've all have pass, right? We, I mean, it's true. We all have you know, like my wife and I, we didn't get married until we were both in our mid to late thirties, you know? Yeah. Totally. No, I know. I just I've had a who knows what it? she did when she was a teenager? I don't sure. want to know. I don't want to know. That's that's the good way to go for all you youngins. You don't need to know. It no. doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, but that being said, <laughs> there was a girl I worked with who was dating this guy. And the guy she dated before him ended up becoming like uh like on the football team at UK and then ended up playing in the NFL for a little bit. And the guy she was seeing was like, I don't know. It was a very toxic relationship. So that'll tell you everything you need to know. But I just always remember her going, yeah, he just always made me feel bad for dating him because he felt so inadequate compared to this guy. Right. Who's like an NFL player. Yeah. And then he's just some guy that works as, at a shitty marketing firm. I'm like, well, that's his own fucking insecurities, but right. uh, it was just one of those weird situations. On then it made me go, what would I do? Like, if I found it, like it was like, oh, you used to hook up with Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or what if it's even worse? What if it was like a famous porn star, like James Dean. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, oh, you used to, yeah. Pretty what? much. That was your boyfriend? What? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind at the time. We were just, it was just a physical thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just dating him for the sex. Yeah. Like, oh, oh great. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> You're not making the situation any better. Yeah. I swear on, I swear I see it lately on TikTok. There's a trend going around, and it's usually a guy like sitting in a shower with the with the water hitting his face with his clothes on, and he's got a sad face on. And these words pop up that goes when she says, "No, baby, I like yours. The big ones hurt too much." Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's like. You're just yeah. please don't call a wondering why. <laughs> Uh, if you want to see uh, anything that we do on social media, you can do it on Instagram or Facebook at Soberless Thoughts. You can do it on uh, Twitter at Think Soberless or just search Soberless Thoughts. Uh, you can find all of our episodes of the podcast anywhere where podcasts are cast into the pod. And, uh, just searching 
Serverless Thoughts, or you can go to serverlessthoughts.com, or you can email us with anything that you want to email us about. Uh, it could be uh, ideas for a future drink or a future episode, or just to give us a quick selfie of your left shoulder. That'll work too. Uh, at serverlessthoughts at gmail.com. <laughs> Don't forget, as we like to say it at the end of every podcast, uh, when you're in the skillet, you need to stay cheesy, keep it greasy, and flip on out. Give up your vows Give up your vows